Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another brand new episode of Scientific Gaming. I'm Daniel. I'm Mikey. And I'm Bubba. How's you guys' day so far? It's pretty good. I got off work. There you go. I'm alive. You know, that's a good thing. <laughs> I'm off about um, two hours early, so I'm killing it. Killing the game. All right, guys. So real quick, we're going to talk about some uh, new news for you guys. So I got a few stories. Um, first off, the story that I want to start with is Mass Effect Andromeda increases the romance options to allow Ryder now to romance Jaw. So for those of you that haven't been paying attention for a while, there was this huge outcry of the lack of romance options for Ryder in the game in terms of... For a male writer? For a male writer. So Scott Ryder, there was a large conglomerates of individuals that were like why are there more you know females for the emails male. for the male rather than males for the male and then vice versa why are there so many males for the female and not enough females for the female now uh in regards to that bioware has pushed out a few updates since then i mean this was maybe two months ago when the game was released right after it was released people were realizing there was issues with the romance options so it kind of was a long time coming for a lot of people. Uh, if you guys um, are for this, you know, let us know. If not, um, continue on without your day as if another bothered you in the first place. Uh, Mikey, you had uh, something on Pokemon, right? Uh, I want to get to the Pokemon stuff last just because it's time. It's kind of my jam. Oh yeah. But uh, earlier this week, uh, Nintendo released that they're going to be doing theme parks in America. Most likely in, I believe, Orlando, Hollywood, oh no, and Osaka, so they're doing one in Japan as well. Right. But I'm pretty stoked because they had to secure copyrights for certain names for things, like Nintendo Theme Park, like the name Nintendo Theme Park. But since they had to do that, they had to kind of get copyrights for some of the rides that they want to, to kind of implement. Oh, so everything's already out there for everyone to look at. N- only, only a couple that people have like actually gone hardcore researching for this. So Danny will actually get a kick out of this one for the Nintendo theme park. Mario Kart. So everyone so everyone's trying to lose is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, um try try not. You're you're definitely going to lose against Mario Kart. I have a feeling it's going to be a lot like Cars Land. Oh, where you're on a track or what if guys not what mario if kart. what if they listen to our podcast and they now know how to make mario kart we should have patented it before we freaking said right? anything we would have beat the copyright we would have beaten the copyright the actual probably for millions of dollars probably just... i've known this nintendo theme park's been a thing because they've been building that universal studios hollywood for the last uh six months mm-hmm. they've started building so that copyright has probably been in the United States copyright system for oh, i don't know well over a year let's let's take a moment and so, uh, realize that Bubba just said that he thinks Nintendo is listening to our podcast. I do. Okay. I do. I do. I do. It's hey, man, it's important. possible. Yeah, seriously. There's a Pokemon a podcast that I listen to, and they like laid out like all the ideas that they want for the Pokemon, for the, for the Sun and Moon that just came out. A lot of stuff that came out in Sun and Moon was stuff that they said on their podcast beforehand. See, causation <laughs> is not equal correlation, so... Keep going with your story, Mikey. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm, like, I'm, I'm just pretty stoked for anything nintendo theme park wise because like i love theme parks i like mario kart why not put that in real life thank you i'll take it and i'll go there every day um mikey you'll go broke and you have a job yeah but that's why i i work so i can live i don't live so i can work uh that was so poetic as i'm 14 we're gonna make a deep we're gonna make a (laughs) t-shirt no that's hashtag i'm 14 and this is deep right there i like that um Stemming from Mikey's feel-good story, um, I'm going to hit you guys with some hard news. Both Middle Earth and Red Dead Redemption 2 were pushed back. Wham! Um, so, that yeah. was getting hit by the hard news. Yeah, that, oh. was, that <laughs> one's like, what, what just it's, hit me? It's a tough one for a lot of people. Uh, but Middle Earth is the only one with an actual date. It moved back to October 10th instead of August 22nd. Red Dead Redemption 2 was just pushed back without any time of release. Some good news. With E3 around the corner, uh, actually next week, E3 is definitely going to show us a lot of stuff coming from, we have the probably new footage from Ubisoft for Fractured Butthole, we have new footage for Red Dead Redemption 2, 90% likely out of Rockstar, Bethesda's 
going to show us the ne the next Skyrim. There'll probably be some stuff or not the, the next new Skyrim. Assassin's game as well. Yeah, Ubisoft is already. I've gotten like three or four emails. Uh, I've gotten a few press releases for E3 on my email, um, but unfortunately, those are slated for release during E3. I can't say anything about them. Um, and I just got them today, and it was like, hey, don't say anything. So mm. continue. Unfortunately, I am not going to E3 because. Wait, what was the thing you're not supposed to say? Uh, there, I got a new press release. <laughs> I know, uh, but what did the press release say? <laughs> uh, you'll find out later. Um, but unfortunately, we will not be attending E3 this year. So sorry to the individuals. Us. Sorry to the individuals that did want us to go. We got a few emails from people we met at VRLA, and some of the other. Uh, companies that we've been in contact with have asked us if we were going to go and if we wanted to see the new products they're promoting at E3. Unfortunately, we are not large enough to get into E3. It's 10,000 um, monthly unique visitors. Mikey's to, been working out, so we're getting there. We need 10,000 monthly beach season. unique visitors, either to the podcast or the website, uh, a month per badge. So we need 30,000 people to visit the podcast and the website a month for six months get on it people to get a badge so now do now can we go to it ten thousand times uh no uh you would kick us out of a lot of money from adsense anyways what if i go to like ten thousand different computers and do it which would probably cost they more will money still than what we find getting. a way Google is incredible. I, I, I know a couple of Best Buys around and with computers on display. Yeah, uh, Google's pretty good. They're probably listening to us right now. We didn't mean it, Google. Don't check our search history. Um, it's okay. I use it before Mikey mode. gets into some Pokemon, last thing is uh, Death Stranding has released a... Well, not Death Stranding itself, but Norman Reedus released some uh, interesting tidbits on the new game in which it was a very creepy three-dimensional video of a man getting sucked into a hole oh i definitely <laughs> thought that was going in a different direction yeah uh well you the reason why i was studying the reason why i was sucked yeah. i thought we were going a different direction yeah yeah i know i was trying to get people's attention um you exactly got, you got some people so attention. it was quite weird but it also showed off the game engine in which they're using which was pretty good i mean mm. i like the physics that they had although the physics itself was not appropriate. Shoddy at best. But it doesn't mean that they weren't going for perfectly physics. They are probably going for more cinematic, more of an appalling feature. Well, yeah, it's a teaser. Which that right there is a more cinematic, appalling view of what would happen to the human body being thrown into this tiny little hole. Yeah, the sounds were kind of irksome. Yeah. So I mean, it was kind of it was kind of off, but at the same time, like I said, while it wasn't a hundred percent accurate, I think they went for the more shock and awe value. Which, if you're not saying it's a hundred percent accurate and you don't be a hundred percent accurate, I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong because mm. I mean that's what you're going at. That's what your main goal is. So I'm not gonna tell you, oh wow, you're wrong, when you knew you were wrong from the get go. That's ignorant on our part. So uh, good on you, Hideo Kojima. Um, Send me an email, uh, Ian at thescienceandgaming.com for an interview and also for a teaser preview of Death Stranding. Yeah, cool. I'd also Sweet. like to see that because I know Bubba doesn't like horror games and I'd like to just watch that happen. Yeah, well, it's not supposedly a horror game, so... It's got the word death in it. So, and I played every single Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, those are two big words that will indicate... I played literally horror. every Metal Gear Solid game that has been created... And there were a few times in, that, in those series where you're like, okay, um, especially as a kid, Psycho Mantis creeped me out. But, I mean, there's a couple times where you're like, uh, um, I don't like where I'm at, right? I could never play Silent Hill. Never. Mm. Nope. He's got a game out called PT. Nope. Nope. Demo. Not going to happen. Uh, there's a whole bunch Physical of games therapy. out there. The Evil Within, <laughs> not by Hideo Kojima, but uh, no, not going to happen. Mm. Nope. Nope. Any other one? Resident Evil 7? Nope. Nope, whole bunch of nope right there. Anything I'll watch else? people playing, but I'm not playing it nope. myself. Not I'll even gonna, not even gonna watch. I love playing Doom. That was so much fun. You quit after the, the new Doom. The new it. Doom actually like like the fact that it's so the new flashy. Doom is pretty cool. Wait after three minutes. You did. All of us quit because we were. You know playing why we quit? Because room. we kept dying, and I was like, I'm not. I'm done dying. I thought I like the idea of like not knowing what's popping would, would up. Would you say in a video game, but not in real life? Would you say you rage quit? No. 
Yes. No. <laughs> I didn't rage quit. Uh, you know why I know that? Because we still have the remotes. Oh, that is a good indicator a considering like last week. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely he definitely is a oh my god. That was so that. long ago, guys. <laughs> No All one, right, so uh, before we get into no one the that. game of the month and some of the basics of the game of the month, Mikey's going to go over some of his uh, nerd topic, and let's see what Mikey has to offer. Ow, I just kicked the table. That hurt. All right, so the Pokemon company had a Pokemon Direct, which is basically a press conference. They do it usually with their Nintendo stuff, um, but it was for specifically Pokemon. And they dropped I love a, Pokemon. They dropped a trailer, which I need to commend the Pokemon company on their trailers preceding like the Sun and Moon ones because mm-hmm. like they're very realistic. Like even with the Pokemon Go trailer, like it was real people. Oh yeah, I loved it. Right, like like these trailers are good. They're inspiring. Mm-hmm. Like this one, it was following it was following a brother trying to get to his other brother, and along the way he was backpacking to get there, and he every single person he met to help him along the way, he was doing a Pokemon battle on the Switch with the newly released. Uh, Pokemon tournament, which it was out for the Wii, the Wii U. Yeah, it was out for the Wii U. Okay, that's so why no like, one heard about it because it was the Wii U. Yeah, like like mm. it, it 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 caught some fire, but then kind of also like dwindled pretty pretty yeah. down. Um, but they released that they're going to be doing that for the for the Switch, which is pretty cool because like they were showing the functionality of it and like the fact you can play it anywhere. That's it's cool. Like it's yeah. a cool Pokemon game. It's a cool Pokemon, Pokemon fighting game. They also released that they're going to be doing uh, some new characters with it. Uh, they have, from the top of my memory, it was, uh, Darkrai, uh, Eveltal, and, uh, Decidueye, which Decidueye is basically Robin Hood. I'm not sure if you guys... Same. No. I no. have no idea what you're talking about, but it <laughs> sounds picture, fascinating. Picture a bird, but, okay. like, with a hood <laughs> as feathers, and he does spirit, like, ghost arrows, because he's a ghost type. I'll show you a picture later. He's he's okay. he's the he's the the Venusaur. No, I believe you. That that's a thing. He's, he's a Venusaur. The, he's the Venusaur Question. of this generation, and nope, he's freaking awesome. No such awesome. thing. No such thing. There's only ever one Venusaur, one Blastoise, and one Charizard. That's it. That's oh. a Gen Oneer right there. Welcome back. Yeah. Sorry, no, my I had to question. Grab a beer. My question is okay. So, in the Pokemon Go trailer, everyone joined up to mm-hmm. play against this one Mewtwo. ultimate game. Spoilers. Seriously. No, I'm it's saying it's like everyone like came. the oldest commercial in the world. I wasn't saying who they were battling. I said everyone came together to do a single battle. Mm-hmm. So that hasn't happened yet. No, but I actually. I'm aware of it. So how do you know that what they're saying is like you can go and you can play against random are people? You with because it's empty. Are you saying it's empty promises? It's, I, in a way, it, I kind of do because I only have so little. That's harsh. That's Sorry. based on I'm just being but I'm from, playing but from the tra- from the trailer they show it's the game on uh-huh. the Nintendo Switch which is wrong it, we already know we can play the the Pokemon tournament on the Switch because they released it like hey you can play the game but okay. you just got to give the other person the trailer the the saddest controller part? stop saddest part let him finish stop saddest part is there's no Pokemon Sun or Moon I haven't got this. to that yet oh my god just <sighs> no one cares go on um so like you can give the one person the the joy con you get the other person Joy-Con, you both play it on the switch exactly how you're using this how the switch is being used right now to play games okay wait so if say i ran into you on the street and we both had the game would we be able no, to not, we don't even have to both have it i can just have it i give you one of the controllers for the switch mm-hmm. i put the switch down i take the other controller and we both play it right there but what if they have the but Switch yeah, like, and they have the game and they have their own set of Pokemon? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about like, like, how do you like doing it that way? Yeah. How does... I'm not sure because I don't know because I know the internet connection on the Switch is kind of uh right now. So I'm not it, sure if, well, if you I mean, have... The fact that it's only wireless and there's no LAN cable gets a lot of people going too. Yeah, so. but like like that's what we're talking about here. So like, Yeah, because my thing I is... Think, like, I think you could do it because you could do that normally with well, on the Wii U version, couldn't you? I don't know. I never played Wii U. Mm. I don't. I, don't I, I didn't play it on the Wii U either. But, like, but like this. I know there are proximity games with the DS. As long as you're connected to the same Wi-Fi, you well, can. Yeah, can, Pokemon. Yeah. You, and well, no. I'm <laughs> Mario about, Kart. Well, I'm you talking about know. proximity when you're just walking down the street and you get a ring saying like, "Oh, hey, you're battling someone now." Yeah, Street Pass. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Yeah. So that's for the Wait. DS. So that might be something. Yeah, but that's similar. not. That's also what they promised on the pokemon go app as well but that's not but they're also working toward like like niantic released a press statement this week saying they are actively working on bringing legendary pokemon 
and mm-hmm. player versus player battles. Right. And so that's like you just walk down the street, kind of like you're walking in the grass. I'm like, ah, you just ran the into a wild pass, Pidgey. The street pass isn't Pokemon. That's Nintendo. Yeah. So this whole, Pokemon. this whole thing with the Pokemon tournament, mm-hmm. that's all. If Nintendo is saying this, that means that the hardware is capable of it. Nintendo has very little to lie about yeah. considering because they don't have to lie. Mm-hmm. Except everything. They lie so, about everything. Going back to this trailer that they released for uh, Pokemon tournament for the switch. It was this three and a half minute long trailer where they were showing all of the new features that the Switch can do with with uh, with Pokemon Tournament throughout each of these battles on his journey to finally see his brother. And when he gives when he sees his brother, I'm assuming there's two younger brothers as well, like younger younger brothers, mm-hmm. like kids age. And he gives them two gifts, which seemingly they're like they're wrapped 3DS games, like the the, the box for him. So you kind of lead to assume like, oh, that's he's obviously going to probably give him Sun and Moon. For his little brother so like and then it cuts to like after the trailer is basically ending ba- like you got like 10 seconds left in the trailer it shows them open the games and it shows lunala and Solgaleo, which are the cover art for sun and moon but completely different than we've seen them and it shows that it's a two new games coming for the 3ds as bubba alluded to earlier so not the switch they're coming out with a new one yes. like a sun and moon edition, second edition it's, or it's called ultra, like 2.0 ultra moon and ultra sun they do this often there's black one black uh black and white one not necessarily like, like that was the last time they did it with like direct sequels that took place usually Fire it's red uh, no, no, those, those, that's there's there's different. There's like usually each generation that comes out, like this previous generation, they had X and Y, mm-hmm. and then they mm-hmm. did remakes of a previous generation. That's so for oh okay. they did black two for, for Fire Red, Fire Red, and Leaf Green. They did uh, Ruby Sapphire, Fire Red, Leaf Green. Right. Then they did Diamond Pearl, Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, black, and then they did black, black and black, white. white, black and white too. Those were direct sequels, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's what they're doing. That like, because it, it takes place in the same realm, and there's new Pokemon that we that weren't. I'm not sure if the the press release was like, there's new Pokemon that weren't seen in the region before. I'm not sure if that's new new Pokemon or just Pokemon that weren't in the because you couldn't catch all of the 700 something Pokemon. It was very much like oh no, the but I did red, though. It was very you much could like, get them, but I they weren't native all. to that region. Yeah, yeah no. it was very much like the red and I blue stopped. debacle when we were kids, when you could only could catch certain Pokemon, and then like you couldn't catch a Pikachu. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like maybe like when I go into Route One for uh, the Alola region now, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the Caterpies, the uh, Rock Ruffs, and like. Do you it's, think it's going to be completely with, different? Do you think that they're going to do the same thing that they did with Vulpix and with Cubone, where they're going to change Pokemon There might be, there, there definitely could be more uh, regional variants. Because that would make more sense. And as we alluded to previously in our previous episodes, the Pokemon evolution is at all possible. And that is a subject for further talking later down the road. Down the road, but we definitely are exploring our options on that mm-hmm. avenue. And are then we I, trying to I get want... our own Pokemon? Like change like your dog kip into i don't know growth maybe something that's a dick (laughs) kip is not an asshole seriously anyway so i want to end this because like the trailer ended with a huge what i saw as a cliffhanger not many people may have seen it like like bubba and danny saw the trailer they probably wouldn't recognize it well i will now but they oh no i definitely would not have gen 6 they they debuted mega evolution do you guys know what that is i know mega evolution all right i don't so it's basically like you take. You don't have to explain it, but it's I don't know. You have to have a mega. You, stop, you have to have no, no well, stone. You that. have the stone and you have a bracelet, right? And like you activate it. Typically, in the you can activate it however you want, but in the game, you kind of hold it up to your face, and then the, the player touches it. That's how they activate it. Yeah. Okay. So, I would just like everyone to know that I'm watching both Bubba <laughs> and Mikey do this together. Like they hold their hands up and they touch it, and I'm just yeah. waiting for well, something okay. to happen. And then in Gen Seven. Just for they everyone re- out there listening, so they released something new that was similar. It's called the Z Rings, which I have. They don't. They don't. Because right? the the old uh, Mega Evolution transformed your Pokemon. Like it made Charizard into like Mega Charizard X or blue, Mega Charizard. Like he changed he the way cool. the Charizard looked. The Z what? moves. They were specific moves. Like my Charizard can now do this super. I forget what the flame Inferno Overdrive. I think is what it's called. Is that Sun and Moon? Because I haven't yeah, gotten Sun a chance to play yeah. Sun and Moon yet. Sun and Moon. They do like there's Z moves for one. Uh, for every single type, and they mm-hmm. each do a specific type. So in, oh, in so that fire, one, fire, grass, yeah, in that ice. one, they don't hold the the ring up and they touch it. No, that one they like they do a dance, 
because it takes place in like an island type setting. They do a oh, dance and then they, after okay. they finish the dance, it releases the power and they do the move. Sweet. The trailer ended with, and the Z-ring and the Mega Bracelet look completely different. Okay. The trailer ended with the player holding the Z-ring up to their face and touching it like Mega Evolution. So I'm like, oh, are they mixing the two? Are they bringing it back? I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So are, is it is it something that they potentially... It's not something I think they overlooked, but do you think it is? Well, because everyone thought it was weird that in... Uh, that they introduced in Mega Moon. Evolution and X and Y, mm-hmm. and then in Sun and Moon, the next generation, they're like, yeah, no, forget about it. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> is Sun and Moon is Sun and Moon before X and Y? I don't know the timeline. Like chron- chron- chronologically? I don't know. The timeline for the Pokemon games is confusing because technically like Gen 1, the red and blue games, takes place at the same time as like the Ruby and Sapphire games. Even though they came, they released like six years apart from each other. Well, I mean, that does make sense. But at Yeah, the but same like time, once you get to like more and more generations, it's kind of confusing to keep touch with them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where I'm not entirely sure. Because if chronologically, if Mega Evolution, because in X and Y... You are training under what's that dude's name? Willow, I think it's Willow, right? Yes, Nicki yes. Minaj. Willow, he is the leading researcher on Mega Evolution. On Mega Evolution. So if he doesn't exist in the Sun and Moon timeline, then yes, by all means, the Z moves that would be more associated with tribal power and tribal gods and tribal energies mm-hmm. would make sense to me. But if it's the same chronological time place, then my entire argument is yeah. The the, the Pokemon null. timeline, it's it's the Pokemon franchise itself. It's getting a lot more rich, but it's also getting kind of confusing. But like we'll we'll get we'll touch on the Pokemon stuff at another time. Yeah, we definitely have it scheduled. So I'll yeah. let you guys know more or less what our schedule is in the future. Right now we can, are going. I can to tell you when Red and Blue came out. Ninety like Red and Blue and ninety six Green and all that other ones. Um. Yes, in Japan. In yeah, 96. Guys, it was. It I'm was not, ninety. I would, not, I would normally be wait. impressed, but Pokemon Twenty was a huge deal last year, and you just have to minus twenty from twenty sixteen. I forgot Pokemon Twenty was it's actually a thing. It didn't come out until North America until September twenty eighth, nineteen ninety eight. You want to know why I know that one? Because I was old enough to have a Game Boy as my first game console. Um, game sure Boy I got it for my ninth Color birthday. Gold and Silver came out in ninety nine. My favorite oh, wait, game so in Japan. far Sorry. is Emerald, by far. My but all these came out. Sun and Moon, Japan. I think, are my favorites. I haven't. Played oh, never. Okay, wait, wait, it's between both. It's, oh. Yes, I do have both. Man, borrow Sun so much. Or Moon? Uh, Question. Uh, Question. Sun, so, I got all my main stuff in it, so we'll see. All right. Let so me is there? Moon, then. I don't really care. I haven't. So, I haven't technically opened that one yet. <laughs> oh my god! My so does play. it matter if it's in Japan or North America when it was released? No, because uh, it's still the same game. Just no, they get the they game. get everything prioritized. Yeah, so Game like Freak a, is located in pretty Japan. much like a a year, half a year before the United States. That's why they made it a big deal. Like in Gen, Gen Six was the first time. It was like it's a worldwide release on X, this date. X and Do you Y know the, all released. Do you want to know the order of, of chronologically? Yeah. Oh, I know. The, I know. It, it, Bub was talking about a different time because like, like. It goes ruby and sapphire, and then fire Red. and leaf, yeah. emerald version, and then diamond version, pearl version, and then platinum version, fire and then and heart, heart gold, soul heart silver, silver black, and then white, black, black white, white two. black two, white two, Pokemon X, Pokemon Y, Pokemon click the wrong button, Omega Ruby, and then Alpha Sapphire. So Sun and Moon are after X and Y. See, no, that's what I'm saying, like. The chronological release of the games doesn't mean that's the timeline of them. Right, right, right. Red that's and Blue saying, was like... released in 1996, and Ruby and Sapphire released when, Danny? Ruby and Sapphire was released 2005. Ruby and Sapphire 2002. 2002. 2002. So, oh, like, so that's that's six years apart, but the game, the in-game content, takes place at the same time. Well, Fire Red and Fire Red, it it just like it. Take Fire Red, put it where Red was. It's a remake. Well, of I the mean, because it was a remake with newer graphics and new everything, so that makes sense. Just like Soul Silver oh. and Heart Gold was We're the same as Gold, Gold and Silver. Silver. But my question is, is more or less yes. like X and Y? Are they before Sun and Moon? See X and Y because that's why like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is to be released worldwide November seventeenth, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, it's this year. They're also releasing Heart Gold and Soul Silver, or sorry, not Heart Gold and Silver on the Virtual Console, the same way they did Red, Blue, and Yellow. Oh, wait. I need to buy gold again, cause 
Ah, okay. So, what was the legendary he Hodo? That's so weird. Ho-oh. Ho-oh. Oh, that's right. I was gonna say it, but it sounded weird. So but he some was of the, cool. Some, some Pokemon he names was cool. Real. Like and Lugia was pretty freaking awesome. Like there's in the in like this new new generation. There's uh, Jengmo O. Jengmo O. Bless yeah, you. Because it, it's <laughs> it's like a Hawaiian type theme. So like right. Like there's. Hakomo o, Jengmo o, and there's one other one. I forget which one. Why do these sound like they're the Hitmonlee, Hitmonchamp of? They're the... fighting types, but they're also oh, dragons. What? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I need to play these games, Mikey. <laughs> get to it. I need to borrow Moon. Anyway, on to June's game of the month. Yeah. So June's game of the month, everyone, is something that Mikey and I have conversed over for quite some time. We have been trying to find something that not only translates well from the podcast environment to the video environment, but also something that we enjoy writing about as a group and writing about. So we spent some hard-earned time and uh, we... uh, I played a lot of hours of video games to figure it out. Yeah, we did. But we settled upon... Laura Croft and Tomb Raider. And you guys are saying, wait... Which one? We're talking about both of them. Since both and the the new timeline, the reboots, the reboots, the re I don't want to say remastered, but the rebirth of Laura, Laura Croft's Croft. character because it's no longer a sex symbol. You are a strong, independent survivor. Survivor Black who lady. knows who knows a bunch of languages. Who's an absolute icon the, when it I comes found the generations to generations and stuff for Pokemon. The what do you mean the generation timeline? Yeah, th- th- there's there's an official release. So right. like generation one is red, green, blue, uh, right, and red, blue, yellow, right, and then generation two is gold, oh, no, silver, no, no, crystal. No, no, no. That's still, that's still, that's still different. We're talking about the chronological order. So what came first? What Pokemon game in the Pokemon universe? I is have to first? say the chicken came first, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, there's anyways, no beginning nor back end. To, back, back. So back Laura to Bubba, Tomb Raider. Bubba, back to you. All right. Bubba, we'll go back to you with the two. We writer. released two articles on Laura Croft, and they are up on the website as Mikey wrote on the first about Laura. So it gave us some indication about what Laura Croft is and some what groundwork. She is. Right. So kind of laying the footwork for the articles to come. And then today, rather, Tuesday, June 6th. We really, I released the Rope Ascender, which is probably one of the most fun times I've had writing an article because I originally saw this exact same Rope Ascender I credited in the article on Mythbusters or a show similar to that years ago, and it's got me always wanted this. And also Batman's. Nerd boner. Batman's always <laughs> had a, a rope gun too, so it's always been one of those things. And you've always wanted to be Batman. I have always wanted to be something similar to Batman. Yeah, Never still, Batman. I know, because we still have two parents. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Everyone, everyone listen. That's me dropping the mic. Burn <laughs> to Batman. All right. Well, so to go over some basic stuff, um, Danny's going to have to move the computer slightly towards Mikey. I can read it. I can't read it. Well, well then I'll read it. Okay. I can read it. Um, we don't have to just hear your voice, Bubba. Yeah. No, I was getting to I that. Think I think, actually, I just got an email from someone saying, other than Bubba's voice, please. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. All right. So, before we get into it's everything, weird. these are it all basics. It says it's from basics. Daniel and Mikey. These are all basics for what we know based on what the game gave us and what Mikey's researched. So, when Mikey goes over some of the basics that she has, it's nothing set in stone. So, if you guys have something basically well that there are is... some things set in stone like this there's like this is what the game says but there's also some where like i'm right. interpreting and, some right of it. so when uh mikey gets to it and if you guys have any um additions to what we have or any corrections please give us a source and tell us why you say that and let us know we would be more than happy to learn from our listeners if you insult us yeah if you insult us we'll still learn but we'll learn no. begrudgingly we won't yeah. credit you i won't all. yeah i won't say hey thanks i'll say like uh God, <laughs> you, you showed them <laughs> this guy. I don't want to instigate that one. I'm, like, I'm I proud of you. No, I know I'm you're not supposed to read bad comments. <laughs> God, Mikey. All right, Mikey, lead us away with what you found in the Any about comments. Laura. A bad. All right, comment. so Laura Croft in this timeline, which is canonically referred to as the Survivor timeline, um, no real age is given, but I'm assuming she's around her mid twenties because she's just gone after grad school, after her master's degree. So yeah. 
anywhere from I think we were talking about to this. 25 I would say because she's really really intelligent and she started education early so I might even be younger maybe I 21 know, to 25 maybe like I, well, that's you not say that 20, much of a difference than what did I you just say said. 23 or 22 I said 22 to 25 oh, I feel like an idiot <laughs> what, sorry did you no, say right. did you say 25 to 22 no she said I 21 said 21 to 25 because I thought he said 23 because two years is a big difference a year isn't oh, no, so right. I feel like an idiot I'm hi, sorry hi Bubba welcome to um, our weekly podcast where we yeah. talk about games yeah and where we try and act smart and scientific but yet I'm not all right continue Mike you're okay, right um so in the game is actually giving us information that she's five foot six but there's no indication to her weight, and we'll, we can get into her like her abilities a bit later, but sh- just kind of given off of it, you go with the fact that she is Olympic level. Like, she is doing things that Olympians would struggle mastered. doing. Yeah, would, would struggle. Like, she, she is very proficient at these things that Olympians would probably struggle doing. So I kind of went with a Olympic gymnast weight, and given her height, I kind of figure she's about 120 pounds, give or take. Again, this is one of those things where the I think, game says. I think she's also probably like close to like 115 to 125 pounds. Yeah, it's also like it's a good range. It's also one of those things where we talk about where we find things in game that give us a better idea of what we're looking at versus an actual statistical number or value or something along those lines. So when Mikey says Olympic level physique, it's not something that he just created because of her body type it's something that no like it, it's indicated like she's doing all of these feats that olympics that olympic olympians do so that in look at the puzzle she has to solve look at her uh overall physique look at how she's able to navigate certain terrains she's able to do all of this stuff on limited sleep on a i actually don't think i've ever seen her sleep for longer than yeah after playing both games i don't think i've ever seen her sleep for longer than uh i don't know 30 seconds 40 seconds there always seems to be explosions when those happening so getting into more of like what she's capable of um she's laura croft so she's in every incarnation she's been depicted as being extremely intelligent and this and attractive i don't disagree with that one either right it's it's more pursued in the original games rather than well i don't know because i like well yeah like she's depicted as being like busty and everything like that but this one like Okay. The fact that she's a survivor is... The idea of finding this Laura Croft more attractive than the previous Laura Crofts is actually study for scientific debate. What would you think? Um, but everyone that finds this Laura Croft more attractive than the previous Laura Croft modeled after models like Angelina Jolie and some other models at the time is you're finding attraction with her capabilities and her intelligence rather than her physique and her notoriety. So it's more or less like there's an ongoing thing with um, characterization, characteriz- characterization of females in games modeled after certain individuals, mm-hmm. where it be Mary Curie or Jennifer Aniston. You know, who do you find more attractive? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a younger Mary Curie who might not look identical to a young Mary Curie might be more attractive to certain people than a young Jennifer Aniston because they're attracted to different things. Yeah. So the game sells differently. So with this Laura Croft, I definitely felt a lot more closer to the character and able to empathize more with the character because she felt to me like a person, like a human being rather than well, it's an all, object. It's also like it's an origin. This is her first expedition. Right. And in the previous one, she was she's really very, fine She's experienced tuned. already. Right. Anyway, so... That's what I'm saying. She's... As, as in every other depiction, she's got her archaeological de- degree, which in turn gives her a slew of new of, of other knowledge. Like, she's fluent in what do we have? Uh, Russian, Greek, Mongolian, Japanese, Mandarin, German, and, of course, English, because that's what she speaks. And then we did some basics on the roots of these words to see if there's any, like... Well, we also... We did, the, we did this uh, research because... It's never indicated that she is fluent or speaks these languages, with the exception of, I think, uh, Mandarin and Mongolian and And German and English. Like, those ones she actually speaks. But the fact that in the second game, you you increase your proficiency with reading uh, artifacts and reading languages by by the more you encounter it makes us made us feel like she has a basic understanding of the roots of these languages. So she's able to piece together what the, the modern-day languages mean. Right, and then we were looking at it, and 
Some of them, like English and German and Greek, all have bases in Latin, whereas Mandarin, Mongolian, Japanese, and Russian don't. I mean, you have Russian, which is based off of what's called Byzantine Greek, which if you play the second game, the Byzantine Empire is a huge like gameplay I I like ideal. But Russian, Greek, Japanese, Mongolian, Mandarin, German, English, in terms of a self-unifying, easy to study, you know, like mathematical equation for studying these, there are none, which chalks up to, for me to say that she is just absolutely, completely adept to language study. Like which she which might is not entirely be, possible. Yeah, there's she kids. Might be, yeah, she I might could, be a servant. But at the same I don't, time, I, I don't think she's she because she's never really picked, picked a savant. But like she she's been studying this stuff since she was a kid. And in this incarnation, she's she was kind of a recluse. She didn't right. she didn't socialize with much people, many people. She took solace in books. She took solace in studying. She so always it, spent time with her dad when he was at home. So and she went on his expeditions with him occasionally. Not yeah, often. not occasionally. Yes. So she had time learning and she was exposed to all this stuff. So it's yeah. definitely possible for her to know all of these languages. Now, can you play this game without knowing any of these languages? Oh, for sure. You can play all these games that we talk about without knowing any languages. Because well, you technically, learn we are still young and a new company. So we can't cover games that are so obscure they only come out in two languages. <laughs> all of these games we talk about I'm literally down. come out mm-hmm. in like all the languages. So... Uh, Mikey also wrote down something about basic survival training. Yeah. So as I alluded, this is also this is called the survivor timeline, and that's because Laura is stranded on these island on this on the first game. She is stranded on this island. She becomes she transforms from a grad student with very minimal combat and survival uh, skills to a full blown survivor. She, she makes that tra- into a badass. She makes that transfer transformation, but it's important to note she only had basic survival training. To start off with, we're talking. She knew how to use a gun. She knew maybe how to make fire, but she, you know, she knew how to make fire. She knew how to make fire, and she knew probably some basic navigation. She also knew some facet of tactics, and the reason I say some facet well, of the tactics is I, because of her study. I agree with that. Yes, her study has always been a revolving around war grown areas that's what happens when you're studying archaeology archaeology is like you're studying all these fallen empires how do they fall probably war so you have right it it, it goes coincides with so maybe you're studying maybe with her studies it's more or less how she was able to like deal with these situations like i'm not saying ancient romans the way they uh prepared for battle was the same way that laura did or that the samurai or however you put it but she pieced together that knowledge by studying these people. Right. So like when Mikey and I were going over this, we kind of wrote down navigation and toxicology. And and as, guer- like guerrilla warfare tactics, and, which she relies heavily on in the games. Right. And like how she attacks. And at first we put it up as an indication of maybe schooling. Like at my school, there's a parasitology class, there's a toxicology class. You can take all these. But the more I think about it, her toxicology interest is more or less regional. Like she knows, she knows the plants that are toxic. She knows uh, and what she fish only, and all that stuff are toxic. And she knows it at the location she's in. So when she's in Russia for the second game, she knows that a local fungus is um, toxic, and she uses that for her toxic arrows. Right. Mm-hmm. At the same time, she's been studying this area, looking for specific artifact and the same thing with the japanese area she was studying that specific area looking for something so of course you're going to run across um ancient text on certain items that would cause worry and need to be written down Mm -hmm. as an archaeologist you are literally a horticulturist you're a uh jack of all trades you were literally yeah i can't a master of none I wouldn't say that. I mean, like she's definitely you take... more. She's definitely more adept with the linguistic aspect of it. But I feel Laura Croft. She's an exception to your rule because you are right. I'm a jack of all it, trades, yeah. master of none. But it's with a Laura saying Croft, for a reason. But I feel like with Laura Croft, she reminds me a lot, and we talked about this earlier. Of Batman, she exhibits 
extraordinary human characteristic. She's still human in all senses of the imagination. Go play the first game. But she is like the pinnacle that that the human form can take. Right, like, exactly. Like imagine uh, Peter Parker level intellect with the world's greatest detective intellect and then also understanding of archaeology to a uh, T. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't, that's not easy. I know a lot of archaeologists and I, by a lot, I mean like three, but I feel like that's a lot of archaeologists. Well, I don't know any. I think there's only five in the world. So yeah, yeah you know a lot. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like pretty I'm, damn impressive. I feel like I'm on a good roll here, but no, like I, I just don't think that degree is that exciting, that enthralling. So it doesn't really garner a lot of people to go into it. And for someone to go into it and excel so greatly and it's almost like it's her calling. Cause if I remember correctly, her dad was a lord, yes. right? Lord and Lady Croft. Right. So do we know how he got his lordship? No, but he was an archaeologist himself as well. So, so it was probably something about that. Do you think it was a finding or do you think it was just money? Old money. Old money gave him his lordship because that's very Oh, he common. might have inherited as well. I don't know. Because she's also Can you Lady inherit Croft. a lordship? Yeah, yeah, she's Lady Laura, Laura Croft. Croft. Yeah. Laura Croft oh. is Lady Croft. After her late mother passed away, she became Lady Croft. And then when you're like, it would be the same. I'm assuming I'm not one for genealogy. Uh, I'm assuming it'd be the same modern day. Sure. Where if, I think the only thing it doesn't apply to like like that is uh, night night ship. Oh, okay. Like night ship. I think I got those. I think I got those mixed up. Knight ship and uh, lord. Mm-hmm. I think lord and lady is more of a signal of aristocracy. Because it's like it's like a, prince, princess, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like right. sir, like you are knighted. And then you don't, at the same time, at the same time, there are levels of knightship. There's like level A, B, C, D, and E. Obviously, not the proper nomenclature, but like Sir Paul McCartney is knighted higher than I think uh, some other people. I'm, I can't remember off the top of my head, but Sir Austin a, Powers. There's a level. His dad of, wasn't there. <laughs> there's a, exactly. There's a level of knightship, and I'm assuming there's a level of lordship as well, lord and lady. Like you're a it, certain it, level. It probably, of aristocracy. probably stems back to like, oh yeah, this lord has more money than that lord, so he's probably more. Croft Manor though is massive. I mean, like if one thing that the Tomb Raider movies did was show the complexity of what would be a Croft Manor, and Laura Croft, the second game with the DLC. Uh, I forget what it's titled. Something um, like The Witch, isn't it? Yeah, but it's inside Croft Manor mm-hmm. in the catacombs and the like, the attic and just very like Bruce Wayne like. Very, very much so to where you find these hidden areas that your dad hidden away from you and everyone that was there mm-hmm. hidden away from you because they knew it would drive you to be more towards your dad, which no one wanted, mm-hmm. which is really weird. But you'd feel like you would want to idolize a guy. They're good games, guys. You guys should play it. Yeah, very much so. So what you're saying is that you're not excited to do this month. Uh, no, not at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, so when we talked about the... I talked about the Rope Ascender, and I released that article, and I covered a couple things. One thing I didn't cover was uh, pulling objects and also the actual usage of Laura Croft and how it would work. Now, Mikey is set to release an article on Thursday on the zipline the ziplining mechanic that she does right. like it not necessarily like oh ziplining yeah that's a real thing it's it's, more it's what she does i it's went ziplining a couple of times yeah like I, I have too it's it's pretty fun but like the dismount is where i have my issue with the ziplining yeah the so game. mikey mikey wrote a, a cool article on that and then what we're gonna do for like a minute or two is basically cover something else so with the rope ascender you have open pulley system where she theoretically winds the rope through mm-hmm. three gears so over two and then in under between one. two and then under one so if you can imagine two circles rope going over it and then a third circle going below it and that rope goes over the second down and then under the third that's what it would look like so you don't need teeth on the wheel. You don't need anything like that. You have what's called tension and you have the friction of the rope itself. Mm-hmm. Now, for all arguments, case in point from here on out, we're assuming the rope is the best rope ever made in the history of the world and will never break no matter how long it's up. Uh, okay. Because on two reasons, it would be more or less the rope rather than the actual 
machine that you're using because if the rope fails it's not the machine's fault it's the rope's fault Mm -hmm. so we're just going to make a generic assumption that this rope is really good i can also argue that it could be the machine's fault well no it could be but if we take out the rope factor Mm -hmm. at all we now have a control and we can experiment whereas if we have two experiments and no control we can never truly find what the issue therein lies yeah so if the rope breaks, but it was actually the teeth that was grinding it up, causing it to ruin and then breaking, we would never know that unless we tested it. So where are we going to find the world's greatest rope? Yeah, exactly. Um, make it. But when it. we're talking about this, as we're going through lore craft, lore and everything like that, take it with a huge grain of salt because a lot of this is like secondary information none of it is i mean other than like the exacts that mikey gave that she has in her archaeology degree she's five foot six some of these other things aren't necessarily written out in stone Mm -hmm. we're just using what we see when we play the game and what we read when we read about certain story characteristics so when we're talking about the rope ascender when i say it looks like it's gonna take in all sorts of debris and all sorts of gunk and it's gonna clunk up all the time and it's not going to work that well. Here's something that works better. It's because that's what's in the game. It's not necessarily because it happened in the game, but yeah. because it's what would happen in real life. Um, but with the zipline mechanic, would you say that uh, having one of these uh, rope ascenders would be awesome? Or would it be a burden on lore? Would it be? T- Is it too easy to solve puzzles with the rope ascender? rather than climbing up rope yourself and struggling that way. What would you think? As Laura Croft, if you had the option to pick up this 900-year-old rope ascender or continue on your business, what would you do? Well, considering that Laura is trying to survive, anything is better than nothing. Yes, I would take it. Danny? Agreed. I, I love your uh, your enthusiasm and your absolute dedication <laughs> what want, to this. What do you want me to say? As Laura Croft. As Laura Croft, I would love to have it because it will save my life. I don't know why she sounds British. Because she, she is British. Oh, sweet. I'm good at this. <laughs> Amen. But no, I mean, like what Mikey said, it's better to have something than nothing. Okay. Because if it, if, if it fails when you're using it, you die. But if you didn't pick it up, you're dead. Better to have wow, it. Wow. Way to have optimism. That's dead, but that's probably what she was thinking about surviving. True. Like, I'm going to die if I don't take this. At least it may kill me by using it. Half you know what? glass at least, full. Yeah. At least, at least in the second game, the rope ascender had some sort of covering, and it wasn't second rate. It was an actual thing that she picked up from the military a merchant the, guy from Trinity. So, I mean, it would make sense for that one to work. But I focused on the first one because the first one was so astronomically stupid that I, I just don't think it would mm-hmm. work because the rope would slip and da da da. But uh, go to our um, website, uh, www.thescienceandgaming.com, to find all of our articles we talked about. We will have an article up as well outlining what we talked about today, along with a link inside that article to listen to the podcast. You can listen to it on our website. You can listen to it on SoundCloud, iTunes, Pocket Cast, whatever you want. It's there. If you have any questions, feel free to email us. There's a contact us page. There's also our Twitter, www.twitter.com backslash games. That's plural, G-A-M-E-S, science, right? And then our YouTube, um, go ahead and just type in games science. On YouTube, unfortunately, I would have to have you grab a pencil and a paper in order to write down no, the... Because it's not backslash game science? It, it's write down the channel link because we don't have uh, 200,000 uh, subscribers in order to get the mm-hmm. um, recommended... We'll figure out a way how to add a link to we our have, website for that. We have a link. It's at the bottom of the page. Just kidding. Go to the we bottom of the page. We also have uh, our right. Patreon, too. Patreon.com backslash game science. Same thing as that. Instagram is games underscore science. And our Facebook is game science. I tried to keep it pretty uniform for you guys. Unfortunately, Instagram was the only snafu because it was already taken. So on that. That was a great interpretation of Instagram. It's probably what they were doing. Um, On that note, we have some um, last bit of cool news we have a new game out by our friends over at cherry tree the guys that made goat on a float 
called Divided Airlines. It's on Android market only because it's too controversial to be on App Store. I will have an article up midday tomorrow, if not on Thursday, to follow Mikey's article to follow up with uh, the actual transcript along with the Cherry Tree's uh, reaction to this and a link to another article in which a similar company got taken off the App Store because of controversial information. Uh, but people just need to lighten up. Yeah. So I mean, it. we are we over here at Game Science support uh, Cherry Tree because support they're just, everything. They're just a small company like us, and also they make pretty fun games. I mean, what could be more fun than making fun of United Airlines beating p- passengers off the plane and taking them off? That's literally what the game's about, guys. So no. Download it. Divided Airlines on Google Play Store. Hopefully, it's come to Apple iTunes. I'll let you know. They had to rework some things. Some mm-hmm. assets had to be changed to be make it non-controversial. But we'll see what happens. Um, uh, Danny, anything else? I'd buy it. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I buy it, they can't take it away from me. There you go. You get it? Because, you know, the whole thing about... Okay. Um, right? That was a flop. It's okay. I mean, we are doing this live so it's hard to we don't have a script in front of us so if we fail and it's hard to you know, it's hard to tell which things, which jokes are gonna land yeah sometimes they'll land sometimes they won't mm-hmm. but um no just uh to uh repeat what bubba said i'm not gonna repeat what bubba said because he said it for me rude uh so check out all those things um, heat of the moment it was the heat of the moment copyright Driving me copyright <laughs> I don't think Bubba's even remotely close to being <laughs> close infringing to it. on copyright because so, you have to be good to infringe on copyright. Uh, Kay, Danny, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry, I ruined that for you. Is this thing on? No, it's not. I'm gonna turn you off. Sure, I wanted Goodbye. to make sure people are actually listening. Um, thank you, Bubba, for that. <laughs> um, all right, but yes, check out our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, um, our websites, our articles. Uh, we have articles coming out pretty much every week, uh, twice a week. Um, and then stay tuned for next week's release of uh, the second episode of Laura Croft. Right. Tomb Raider. Right. And then that uh, artic- that title will be out when that releases. We don't want to give any spoilers. Yes. Um, Stop talking. <laughs> I thought say bye. No. Okay. Bye. Stop. <laughs> bye. You're literally the worst. Take it away, Danny. Bye. <laughs> Mikey, do you have anything to add before we go? Well, just give us some feedback. Give us some comments. Give us some likes. They all help. There you go. Like always, thank you, everybody, for for tuning in. I'm Daniel. I'm Mikey. And I'm Bubba, everyone. Science responsibly. Nobody cares, Bubba.